Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, The Crypto Guy, and today we're going to be sitting down and talking with Witty Crypto about crowdfunding. But before we jump into that, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself and then tell us how you got into crypto. I'm a software developer by trade. That's what I do for a living. So, you know, I'm involved in, you know, things like this, you know, technology and stuff like that. I actually heard about Bitcoin two or three years ago and, you know, just out on the internet reading articles and stuff, but actually didn't think too much of it at the time. Um, what's funny is had a relative talking about it last October at a family function, which made me kind of dig a little bit deeper into the blockchain technology. And so from there, you know, I started learning more about Bitcoin, read the white paper, uh, went off and was learning more about altcoins, you know, actually going out and seeing, you know, who was a disruptor in a certain space in case, you know, maybe down the road, you know, they would also be somewhat of a leader in, <clears throat> in the cryptocurrency, you know, area. So that's ultimately where I started down the path towards, you know, learning about everything cryptocurrency related. I, I feel like everyone has kind of a similar story where they either read about it or heard about it. And then, you know, in my case, I kind of just dismissed it at first. And then, you know, you see more articles and you start to read about it more and hear about it more. And then finally, it kind of dawns on you that, okay, this is something, you know, we have something here. And that's when you, yeah, exactly. you make your first investment. Um, yeah. So how, tell me about this last year. I know we've kind of had this big drop off. What have, what have you been doing over this last year? So I took, I was probably your quintessential noob in the sense of, I think the underlying thing that I didn't understand or appreciate enough was like the market cycle of understanding this massive impulse wave that goes up and then, you know, what needs to happen for it to kind of cool down. So this last year for me has just been absorbing everything I can with regard to trade, learning how to trade, learn how to read charts, um, understand, you know, uh, market cycles and patterns. So I've just been diving as deep as possible into, you know, I have, Binance up every single day. I, there hasn't been a day in the last year and three months that I haven't looked at a chart and, you know, tried to understand. And initially, without fully understanding trading, I, like so many others, got wrecked in certain coins. So I'm a bag holder in some alts. But what I did was instead of saying, you know, forget this, I'm out of here because I believe in the technology, I believe in the future of, of all of this, I just... I didn't take it as a defeat. I took it as a opportunity to learn. And so this last year for me has just been trying to understand more and more from a trading and chart perspective, you know, how things work. And, you know, I just love it. I could look at charts all day long. I mean, it, for me, it like makes my brain happy. So, so yeah, that's, that's mainly been it. I mean, I think joining CT, uh, I joined back in January of 2018 was I got out there to really follow some of those people, you know, that 
I believed were, were good traders and understood the technology a little bit better than me. And so what that did was that allowed me to see these people, they're making suggestions, they're talking about things with regards to TA that I had no idea, but it was enough to get me to say, okay, I'll take that piece of information that I just saw and go dig a little bit deeper on my own or, oh, okay, they're talking about XRP or they're talking about Tron or they're talking about XVG. You know, let me go look a little bit more in, into what exactly, you know, those coins are doing. Like initially I started off and kind of fell somewhat into that hold meme and, you know, kind of bought with just the understanding of, okay, I'm going to buy here with the expectation that it would just continue to rise over time. And then as I saw, you know, the market continue to drop and drop and drop, that was when I got my first exposure to a market cycle. And it made me realize, okay, it's, it doesn't always go up. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up and goes down. And we actually have to move through a process of, you know, capitulation and accumulation and stuff like that. Um, so this last year has just been absorbing, uh, aligning myself with the right people um, like Coma and Chingus and um, uh, Lama and Gems and Unity. They all are good traders uh, count. All those guys, they, I, I've kind of aligned myself with them to learn. And then some other people that I've found like Chart Vampire and, and Philicone. I, I know there's like all kinds of can be kinds of drama around Philicone, but I, I find him to be a great trader. And, you know, so I looked into Elliott Wave and I just over the last year has really just been aligning myself with the right people, figuring out the right things to learn and like learning how to control my emotions in trading and waiting. I mean, sometimes it could take me days. I could start seeing a chart that I think is, you know, setting itself up, but I'm not, you know, it was learning how to be patient. So a lot of those things are what I've been doing over the last year with regard to just cryptocurrency and just absorbing as much information as possible. Awesome. So you touched on a lot there. Kind of want to just recap some of it. Um, you know, for everyone who's listening who might not be on crypto Twitter, um, some of those people he mentioned, you know, they're they're big in the community. I can throw some some Twitter handles down if you want. You also talked about, you know, some of the bare fundamentals of trading. And I really like that because, you know, sometimes people over overly complicate things. So I like that you're just talking about, you know, basic fundamentals, get those down first. And then I think yeah. the, the biggest thing that you touched on, which kind of, you know, relates back to your whole story is or, you know, what you've got going on now is the crypto Twitter community. And you've, you know, developed and inserted yourself into this beautiful community that one, you know, there's a plethora of information out there. But two, you've built some some solid friendships in the process. Um, and so not only have you learned, but you've now kind of got this support group um, and you can kind of bounce ideas off each other and stuff like that. And, you know, the reason I think that's so big is because of, you know, what you've got going on now, which is what I really want to talk about. It's this liver transplant you got going on and the kind of process of raising funds to get it paid for. So, you know, there's there's a lot to go over here. So let's just start with the basics. Can you kind of tell everybody what exactly you are doing and then we can go from there? Yeah, so... <clears throat> that one kind of came off of just a basic conversation. I was with a mom. My son um, 
runs on the high school track team. And so, of course, you know, these track meets can take four to six hours. So one of the moms ends up saying, oh, you know, you're so-and-so's dad. He's friends with my daughter. And so we just start talking. And she talks about her husband and the, the fact that in the last two years, you know, he's almost passed away. He has, I don't remember the name, but he has uh, like a rare liver disease. And she's just been talking about the struggles of trying to find a donor. So, you know, as we talk, of course, I'm going to, you know, ask more questions. And she, you know, told me her, his blood type and I was, well, that's my blood type. And then the big issue I think that she's been finding is that the people that have been trying to donate aren't his size. He's a big guy. So I'm six foot three, 200 pounds, and he's a, a big guy as well. And I'm imagining that the liver obviously is the size of the human being roughly. So you can't have someone five foot one, you know, trying to donate. So I said, all right, let's, let's get it going. And um, it's, a, it's an incredibly involved, intense transplant screening process. So the main thing is the recipient's insurance should cover everything that I have to do medically. So last week, for instance, I had an MRI. I had to get a CAT scan with contrast, a chest X-ray, and then they had to take 30 vials of blood from me. Yeah, I, and saw, so I, I this, saw that post. That was that blew me away, honestly. Yeah, she tapped out my right arm completely <laughs> and had to move over to my left arm wow. to get all those vials out. It was it was it was a, it was a long day for sure. And then this week coming up, I have an echocardiogram and a stress test. And then Friday, I meet with the whole lipid donor team, which I assume at that point will be they'll have looked at all my blood, they'll have looked at all the testing, and to make sure you know that I'm a, a good candidate for him. The problem that I'm going to have is that the in the surgery is like a invasive four to six hour surgery with up to eight days in the hospital and then four weeks of more recovery because I did not even know this, but your liver can grow back. It's the only organ in your body that can actually grow back. And so my concern is that I may eat up all of my sick and leave time, which will leave me having to take leave without pay. And so what happened was, and what ultimately got this going was I saw a post by BitLord. This was after the whole Milky incident. And so I was very hesitant to do this, but I have something here that, because I was stressing out about the possibility of like having to take leave without pay. You know, I have three kids and I have an ex-wife. So I'm thinking ah, if I take leave without pay, this could, I could be in a really bad spot. So it made me think, you know, if BitLord is going to do this in a way where it's just about, you know, going out and partying, nothing against BitLord. Like I actually love BitLord. I love his posts. You know, I watch his videos and all that stuff. I think it's great. Uh, I thought to myself, well, let's see if I could try to do the same thing. I know it's horrible timing with the whole milky thing, but let's see if we can put something out on CT on, on crypto Twitter. That's actually something from like a humanity standpoint. Let's see if people would want to rally behind something like saving a life, you know, of another person. Just two, two quick things. One, for those of you, again, who aren't on crypto Twitter, you know, kind of podcasting this out to everybody, not just trying to capture crypto Twitter, but uh, Milky, for those of you who don't know, uh, was this guy who was big in the community. Um, and what he did was he reached out to multiple people in the community with a sob story of, oh, you know, I have hospital bills or you know, rents late or I was robbed, you know, these kind of sad, sad stories um, and then ask people for money. 
and you know everyone started talking about it because you know one person brought it up and then i think everyone kind of realized oh milky reached out to them as well and i i don't know the exact numbers but i think someone it's like 50 yeah someone had said like 50 grand fifty thousand dollars yeah 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 50 grand or something like that which is absurd um and this was right around the time that you put out your initial post so how did you deal with that and you know what was what was the struggle with that so the struggle for me was I've seen I have kept myself almost 100% drama free on crypto Twitter. There was like one time where I allowed myself to get caught up in something. And I think within 15 minutes, I was like, what the hell am I doing? And I backed out. So I was my first hesitation was, I know what can happen if you're considered like a scammer. So I was nervous about doing this because like you said, you know, Milky had just pulled this off that I would get hit by the big, you know, the big names in, in crypto Twitter and be attacked. But what shocked me was, and I think it's because I've been on CT for a year and over the last year, you know, I'm, I'm 44 years old. So, you know, I've been through a lot of the things uh, that, that I see people tweeting about when they're down in the dumps, you know, they might reach out and say something about dealing with anxiety or depression. And I've taken a lot of my time um, to reach out to people in the DMs to like really try to like walk them through that. And so I think what ultimately helped me not catch hell as a scammer, I think there was only one guy who called me out, tried to call me out as a scammer, and I didn't even tag anybody. I just tried to get into a conversation with him. You know, I was like, look, I completely understand that's healthy skepticism. You know, that's not what I'm about. And I had, an, I had people just come to my aid in this thread without even me trying to pull them in. You know, I was just trying to engage the guy one-on-one, -on -one, but obviously people were seeing this in their feed and, you know, came out to say, Hey, you know, I know witty, this guy is not like that at all. So I think ultimately what kind of helped me to get this going was one, who in the hell is going to scam about a liver transplant that that would be like next level evil. Um, and two, I've really taken the last year to really put my time in to create genuine connections in this community and people have come to see me as okay yeah he shit posts you know with funny sarcastic stuff and, and memes and everything like that but this guy will also take the time i mean i've spent hours in the dms walking people through dark times and giving advice and ultimately that created really strong friendships for me so like I said, that, that first initial post, there was a lot of anxiety around it because I thought I was going to be attacked. But it surprisingly, I um, it was met you know really well. I think the other thing that people liked was that it was something that they had never seen before with regard to like the humanity aspect, like somebody willing to actually donate their liver to someone to try to save a life. And I think when you you know we have so much going on in CT, there's so much salt people getting into fights over, you know, ridiculous things and people getting nasty. And, and so I think the other thing was that people liked to see something that was actually positive. And so that was, that was very helpful in kind of moving this thing forward and seeing, you know, Hey, can we bring some legitimacy back to crowdsourcing and helping someone who's genuinely, you know, trying to do some good. Yeah, so definitely. I, uh, you mentioned, the salt on Twitter and this kind of different aspect to, oh, you know, someone's trying to raise a life. And those are two things that kind of 
smacked me in the face when I saw this post, to be honest with you. It was so much different than anything I had seen on Twitter lately. You know, we kind of get caught up in the day-to-day of things. And, you know, most of these people on here, online, are they've got a cartoon avatar and you don't really know the real them. So this was really you getting people to take a step back and realize that, you know, there are people behind these avatars and there's people on these behind their screens. And it was it was very eye-opening to me, to be honest with you. Yeah, especially because my, av- my avatar is Jet from Cowboy Bebop, for crying out one of my so, favorite animes by the way so yeah I, <laughs> so, and that was and the one guy that came at me about being a scammer brought up the fact that you know how did how do i even know who you are you know you, you're hiding behind a cartoon avatar and uh, yeah so and so, like i said i i'm a person that if people do try to engage with me in that way or i'm in a thread and and that kind of salt starts to go down i mean this has been a this has been a tough bear market man it's brought out some pretty intense emotions in people like i said at 44 years of age I've been through so much and dealt with so much. I'm very understanding of human nature and human psychology. So, you know, I I usually 99.9% of the time keep my cool and you will never see me fly off and start cursing at someone or calling them names or anything like that. You know, I'm I'm too old for that shit. So I, I, I engage people at more of a core, like calm. I try to keep calm level going and, and stuff like that. So that was ultimately, you know, like what came from that when I got, when that one guy called me, tried to call me out as a scammer. Did you end up getting that sorted with him? Are you guys okay now? Or Yeah, man. I think we actually both follow each other. And, and since then, because I didn't fly off the handle and engaged him in a calm way and addressed his concerns and understood his concerns, it's very important when you get into these things with people is to try to show them that you're ultimately understanding of where they're coming from. He was able to see, okay, this you know, this guy's not an asshole. And I, at, at this point, I believe we both follow each other, and we've even even engaged since then on some other uh, tweets in a in a very you know respectful way and stuff like that. So right on, I love that you know kind of squashing the beef, getting yeah you know coming together. That's super awesome. So again, you covered a bunch of stuff. I just kind of want to recap it, making sure that you are seen as a legitimate person um, when trying to raise funds, especially in, you know, kind of a market that has been known to be full of scammers. So big things are, you know, you really want to get in close and in touch with the community. Personally, myself, I wouldn't be, you know, giving out money to any random person. You know, if I've seen your face or seen, seen you interacting before, and we've had some sort of interaction, um, you know, that kind of brings a little little bit of legitimacy to it, um, but that's not the whole picture. You know, you also have to be very transparent when you're doing any sort of thing like this. You know, you've kind of showed us oh, this whole yeah. process. That, yeah, that was one thing that I definitely made sure, too, was that, uh, you know, I, I made sure that people understood from the moment that they gave that those funds would, would not be touched, and if at any point they wanted those funds back that they would be available. And from what I'd heard with Milky, I think he had told people, Hey, I'm going to take your money. I'm going to you know, trade it and get even more back and, and give you more. Back. What I let people know is this money will never be traded. It will be, I created a list. You know, I have a journal of everybody that's given that I know of. And I, and I individual, anybody that donated to me and DM'd me to let me know that they did. I told them that their name is now down in my journal and that those funds will never be touched. 
And if at any point they wanted them back, they could have them back. And I think that gave, you know, you don't necessarily have to believe someone when they say that, but the fact that as soon as someone gives something to you, you immediately tell them if at any point you want them back, please let me know. And like you said, I've, I've been completely transparent. Anybody, I, I have a group that I created where I'm giving updates. I, I've thrown a couple small updates out, you know, on the regular crypto Twitter, but I have a group where they get, you know, much more interaction with me because they, you know, they've actually donated. So I think, yeah, being, being completely transparent in all ways. And the beautiful thing is anybody can go out and look at that wallet and see, you know, whether or not I've moved anything off of it. And so at this point, it just shows received. It hasn't shown that I've withdrawn any. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing is the transparency. And as people start to donate and see that you are being extremely transparent, I think it kind of builds some momentum to where more people are seeing this as legitimate. And it's kind of snowballed into this, this post that's gotten, you know, a lot of interaction. You've seen multiple people donate. And then, you know, the last two things, you know, be real and have fun. Um, I know those are very cliche things to say, but I mean, you're on here, you're on Twitter, you're you're interacting, you're you're posting, you're having a good time, um, and that's really shown you as this kind of positive person who is just having a good time and is really a good person at heart. And I think that people are able to connect with that a little bit more um, and are a little bit more willing to to donate when they know it's going to someone like that versus someone who's you know cold and shut off and is just looking to raise money for, you know, so any sort of cause. Um, yeah, I definitely think the fact that, you know, I haven't slowed down any of my tweeting. And if you go through my feed outside of, you know, super smart ass comments every now and then, nothing is ever negative. I don't ever break anybody down out in this community because, you know, like you said, behind every avatar is a, is a person. And I, I mean, I've, I've gained a lot of momentum in just the last two months, just because, you know, the way that I engage with people, I think with the salt that's out there and how bad the bear market's been, it's kind of refreshing, I think, to have accounts out there that don't get caught up in that and actually try to help build people up instead of break them down. So I guess next question would be, you've got this crowdfunding project that you're working on now and in the near future, but what are you most excited for in the coming months with regards to one, you know, what you're doing here, but then also to just in crypto in general? With what I'm doing here, I, I think the big thing for me would be, I would love to see our community, you know, be able to have a positive story that comes out of this crowdsourcing and kind of how it brought all of these people together to help an individual when, when they needed it. Um, because it's not like we're going away. It's not like CT's going away. It's not like Bitcoin's going away. And there are going to be others in the community at some point, you know, who may, maybe they get cancer or maybe they have a, you know, a, a relative that ends up, you know, needing help. And I think it's important for us to be able to move forward in a positive way with regard to helping each other out. I mean, just in general, we just need more of that on the planet. For cryptocurrencies, man, my main thing is mass adoption. I just want to see this become what I know it can be. And I don't know if it's going to be an altcoin that does it, you know, if it's going to be an XRP, you know, or whatever other coin that might be out there. I just, I want to see mass adoption. That's like the thing that is 
got me most excited is seeing traction, you know, when it comes to positive articles coming out and people, you know, like, like you said, moving peer to peer and kind of moving away, you know, from the traditional banking system and stuff like that and working more as like a global society, you know, things are moving, you know, from, I, I, you know, I know some donations of, you know, they come from Europe, you know, and it's just boom, and, you know, they send it and, and it's there. So it's, it's really seeing that mass adoption, which is ultimately creating us as a global society. I don't want to be called a globalist or whatever, but, you know, as a global society, you know, moving towards working with each other in this way. And that's one of the big things that I'm excited about for, for what, what's moving forward with cryptocurrency, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the same. And I just want to circle back to you talking about, you know, your, your project again, and what you've been working on with the liver transplant, um, and how you're excited that you say to see more projects or more crowdfunding in relation to these positive things that people are doing. And I love that because one, it's extremely selfless, selfless of you to say, Hey, I want more people to do this and not talk about your project again. But two, if there are people who are listening that are going through some rough times and are maybe trying to put together something similar to this, do you think it would be a problem if they reached out to you and kind of got some tips and tricks that you maybe haven't dropped here or that, you know, just small things that may have slipped through the cracks? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, one of the things for me is anything that I can do to kind of move things forward positively. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more than welcome to speak to anybody. Most of the people, if they listen to this podcast, who know me, know that I'm always open in the DMs to help at any time. I mean, that's just what being a human being is all about. Awesome. I love it. I love that you're just so willing to go out of your way to help these people that you don't even know, really. So big overarching kind of final conclusion. If you've got one thing, you know, say I've got a project that I want to raise some funds for, what's the first thing I should do? Um, Or, you know, what would you do if you were starting your crowdfunding project over again with all this information that you now have and now know? I think the main thing that I've done so far is been transparent. Like I said, I think we talked earlier in the and the discussion about, you know, you as an individual are also going to have to have some legitimacy out within the community. You know, you can't hear about, hey, did you hear that this guy, you know, crowdsourced BTC on crypto Twitter and then go jump on, you know, crypto Twitter and expect to, you know, put something out there and, and people jump on board. Uh, you know, I, I've put a lot of time and effort into my relationships with people on crypto Twitter. So I think those two things are important, you know, being seen as a legitimate figure in this community, as well as, you know, being completely and totally transparent and showing people that, you know, look, if, if I don't need these funds, eventually I will give them back. And I know it's, that's, that's you just saying it and ultimately, you know, you could never do it. Um, But that's where I think having, been a member of a community for so long and being transparent from the very beginning about every move that you make with regard to, hey, these funds are sitting here out on this wallet address. They will never be, you know, and people can go out anytime and they can see whether or not anything's been moved, you know, on or off. Those things are key. And then if you do have those things, so let's say you are a member of the community and you've been out there for a while and you've made those genuine connections. 
it really is creating that that first tweet with as much information in it as you possibly can really has to address every single aspect of what you're doing what you're going to provide to people if they do decide so I just, you know, my, my first tweet said, I will put you in a group where I will give you full updates about this whole journey that I'm going through. And then ultimately let them know, you know, give them the peace of mind that if at any point you want these funds back, they're yours. If I don't need them or you want them back. And what's been crazy so far is that everyone that's donated to me, I've told them, Hey, I'm in the screening process right now. There is no guarantee that I'm going to make it and be able to donate my liver to this guy. I will give you back whatever. Every single person has told me, nope, keep it. Who's told me that they've donated. I've always said, I've got your name down. I've got the amount that you gave me down. Just let me know when you want this back. And they've all said, nope, keep it. That's awesome. Which is, yeah, which has been a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's so maybe, maybe what's what, what could be even great about this is that let's say I never need to use it because I don't end up using up all my sick and leave time. And then the next person that goes out to do a crowdsource, guess what I get to do? I get to pay that forward and I get to donate to their crowdsourcing effort. There we go. With no expectation. I'll tell you one thing I've learned in life at 44 years of age. There is nothing more beautiful than giving to another human being with no expectation of receiving anything in return. And so that's what these people have done so far. They have given to me with no expectation of receiving anything in return. They've asked for updates, but they haven't asked for me to go out and trade it and try to make more and you know give them a, a return on their investment. They've just said, do it. So the beautiful thing is, like I said, is if down the road, I don't end up needing to use anything. The next crowdsourcing that I see out there that looks legitimate, I get to donate to that and pay it forward with no expectation of receiving anything. There we go. So the biggest thing for our listeners is take that extra step. Like you said, you can just say these things of, oh, yes, you know, I'll pay you back. But to actually reach out to each individual person and say, hey, I, I will get you these funds back, even if they don't believe it and it means nothing to them. You've taken that extra step. And in the original post, you, you know, you laid out every single thing that's going on. So taking that extra step in the extra time and then keeping everyone informed, you know, just keeping up on posting about it so that people continue to see it and you know it just resonates with them so that you can really draw in the biggest crowd you can um i think that's ultimately what has made yours and what will make other people's crowdfunding projects the most successful that they can be so i really appreciate you sitting down and talking to us about the whole process can we get a number on how much has been donated thus far so, so far I'm sitting at 0.247 BTC and another individual was kind enough to uh, donate uh, 3.03 Dash as well. Wow, awesome. So yeah, I mean, you, you've got your Bitcoin address in the post. Um, if anyone reaches out, just ask for his Bitcoin address. Um, he can get that. Yeah, too. it's on that pin. It's on my pin tweet. There we go. Top tweet. You know, the other thing too, man, is that anyone is more than welcome to reach out to me in the DM if they want any more information, any questions before they donate, if they want that information. I'm an open book. Anybody that knows me on CT knows I'm an open book. So. 
perfect. And then also I will get your your Bitcoin address. You know, I'm going to put a couple addresses in there because we've got different communities on Twitter or I'll, I'll get like an XRP wallet address, a Litecoin wallet address, Ethereum. You know, I'll get them all and I'll put them in the description. That way, if anyone listening wants to donate, they'll have that option too. Yeah, awesome. Thank you very much for that, man. Right on. Well, again, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of explain everything that's gone into this so far, and I look forward to getting some updates from you. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode, and I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.